Hey everybody, welcome to the Codename Sister Podcast. This is your host, Nandi. Today, we'll be talking about deficiencies. And when I say deficiencies, I'm going to give you an example. When we're pregnant, those of us, you know, women, of course, when we're pregnant, our babies depend on us to provide them with certain nutrients for their development. And we also, being pregnant, require some extra nutrients so that we can have a healthier pregnancy. When we don't have enough nutrients to go around, the baby, the development of the baby still requires that it gets whatever nutrients are there, which could end up leaving us even more nutritionally deficient. And if we're severely deficient and we don't even have anything to give to the developing baby, that can cause serious problems for mom and baby, you know, to the point where it could even lead to a miscarriage. And the reason I'm giving that example, you know, when this happens in our pregnancies and our nutrients are going over to our, uh, to our developing baby, this is not intentional on the part of the baby. You know, baby doesn't just you know, manifest in your belly and like, you know, let me rob her of every damn thing. You know, I'm gonna take her iron, her folic acid, you know, we fixing to roll out, you know, just grab this stuff and go. So that's not what happens in childbirth. But when we have people who do this same thing to us, who seek to take from us until the point that they leave us deficient in some areas that is usually intentional and often it's even premeditated and I use that word synonymous with a form of murder because there is evidence that you know behavior like that to that degree could end up being lethal to its intended target so we you know, it's imperative that we practice cautions in the people that we're dealing with. And when those people are taking too much from us, that if we feel like it's not intentional, we speak up and we're like, hey, you know, I just can't keep giving you and giving you and giving you. And I don't have anything to replenish myself, you know. But when we know that it's intentional on their part, because I'm going to put it like this, okay? Good people know. Good people, first of all, are not going to just take from you and take from you. So anybody you come across that's always siphoning shit from you, siphoning your energy, who always have negative things to say about you, who allow you to go out and struggle, 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 and won't do anything to help uh, resolve the struggle or do their part so that you don't have to struggle in the first place. Those people don't give a damn about you. Okay. And I'm not going to even go as far as to say they care about themselves too, because I don't know. Some people are just real. What is the word? A lot of young people use it. Ratchet. Some people have, they have, uh, they don't have a heart for other people. And 
again, we go, we can go back to that childhood trauma and we can't excuse somebody's behavior just because they were traumatized in childhood, you know, because we've come across a lot of people who have had some type of trauma, but they don't use and abuse other people. I mean, I've been traumatized and I do my best to always be fair with other people. Have I done some things that are questionable to people before? Have I said some things that might've been out of line? Have I did some things like the get back for the get back? Of course. And many of us have, you know, and it takes a certain type of person to even be able to admit that. But when this is like the shit you do all the time, this is like your pattern with people, then that's a problem. When you're robbing people and leaving them deficient all the time. I mean, I, my thinking is to leave people in many ways better off than you found them. Now, that's not always possible when we have like our intimate relationships, you know, the breakups and stuff. But I know that I've had some breakups and when we're done, I feel like a whole weight has been lifted off my shoulder. I'm like, whoo, I ain't got to see that motherfucker no more. You know, and I felt like really, really good about us parting ways. And, and, and so many times what I've had happen is when I let go of relationships, uh, relationships like that is that my whole life changed course and it went in a, in, in, in a great direction. It was just like, wow, man, I've been holding myself back from this all this time. Is this what was waiting for me? Now, whether that was happening because it helped me to appreciate it more, uh, to have a better um, idea of where it was I was heading, uh, whatever it was, you know, I just know that there was like relief with some of those relationships. And it was usually the ones that I had that type where I felt like so much responsibility and so much of the burden of the relationship was being taken off my shoulders. Those were the relationships that delayed me the most and uh, I think for a lot of us we sometimes get so consumed with people who are in our lives and we have this tendency to more so become consumed when these are not good people we're doing everything we can to make them pay attention to us to give us what we feel we deserve because of what we're giving to them and they just keep on just giving us shit and we just keep on shoveling it. You know, that's why I have my t-shirt line now. And one of my shirts, it actually says that. It says, shoveling shit since 70. Now, you know, of course, that was my year. <laughs> you know, the year I was born. But I leave it open to people. So if you want one of those shirts, hit me up. And I'll make sure that I put your year up on my t-shirt shop, which is Social Conversations. And now you can find the link to my t-shirt line on my website, which is evolvedbynandi.com. Again, that's evolvedbynandi.com. And on that website, I put most of my stuff. I'm actually going to be reworking my shop page on there. So you can find all the things that I do. That includes, you know, my handmade bath and body product company, Nandi's Naturals. You'll be able to find a link to my firearms training class for women by women, ladywithagun.com. You'll be able to find my t-shirts uh, that are available through Social Conversations, uh, which you can find on teespring.com. That link will be there. I use teespring.com for producing the shirts. That way, it's out of my hands. You get the tracking. You know when it's going to arrive. The designs are mine. The work is theirs, okay? 
but the link will be there for that my book hey it's a pandemic out there 31 ideas to reclaim your time uh, that book is available on amazon in ebook and print the link to that will be on there also and i in my podcast of course you know code name sister that podcast is also found on my website so again it's evolved by nandi.com and that's where you'll find quite a bit of you know things that i have but this the shirt shoveling shit since 70 that has actually been like i guess you could say a moniker or something for me for quite a few years matter of fact as about as long as i've had the evolved by website and domain i've had that on my about page and then i decided to take the wording and stuff and you know i came up on a cute little graphic and stuff and i turned it into a t-shirt and my social conversations line of t-shirts not wanting to take too much time on that but hey this is my podcast so there you have it uh my the the t-shirt line just like the podcast was something that i wanted to do for a very very long time it wasn't something that just came out of the blue and i'm like oh i think i'll do t-shirts today you know i've had ideas like that you know but you know since i'm one of those people i like to see what i start to fruition and i want to whatever it is i want to be professional with it i want you to be satisfied with it so yeah just because i get ideas i don't like just jump on them and then here you go i mean you see how long it's taken me to get to the podcast it's been years like i said my book it was years you know my my t-shirt line it was years even my bath and body company it was years before i actually started selling to the public my lady with a gun i uh trained with a sapho gun club four years before i did the branch off and started my own firearms training company for women by women you know, so I don't, I'm not one of those people who like just jump into things. So when you see me start something, it hasn't been like an overnight idea where I just woke up and said, oh, you know what? I'm going to start this tomorrow and see, you know, see if I can make some money from it. If I can't make no money from it, then I'll go ahead and try something else. No, I put a lot of thought, time and research into everything I do. Because again, like I said, I want it to be as professional as possible. So again, with my t-shirt line is social conversations and there'll be, I'm not, now it's not going to be a ton of uh, different t-shirts, but there will be multiple ones to choose from that say different things and they start different conversations in this socio-political environment that we live in. Uh, you know, I saw someone tell, uh, well, someone actually told me earlier on, um, some, on, on social media that uh, certain conversations are not political and in at that time they were regarding what's going on right now with COVID-19 and they were saying that it wasn't political but my thing is when you live in a capitalist society and everything is driven by politicians and corporations it is political everything is political so yes my shirts uh have a socio-political message on them that hopefully gets conversation started in the right direction you know i don't want to know i don't want to hear about nobody fighting because somebody had on one of my shirts and you know somebody decided to get stupid about it or whatever but anyway check out my website evolvedbynandi.com back to the discussion at hand we were talking about people who come into our lives and they usurp our energy. They like little grave, grave robbers or something, but they come in and they take all our energy. They take our, our motivation. They take our satisfaction with life. 
And now when I'm saying all these things that they take, they're real stealth with it sometimes. They're real subtle with it. Or they have us going back and forth. You know, you're on eggshells. One minute, they're treating you real nice and it appears to be respectful like you know your own good terms and stuff and then the next they're acting a complete jackass and they're telling you about how you're not good enough how they're the best thing that ever happened to you how you did and then you know you you deserve what you get you know and this is i want you to know what this is called okay this is called abuse so if you've ever had a partner that does that, if you've ever had a partner that calls you out your name, when your partner begins to first call you a bitch, a motherfucker, a hoe, any of those names, that person does not have respect for you. They do not respect you because those are not the names that you give someone who you are supposed to love and respect. So when anytime you, and I don't care if they talk, say, oh, it was in the heat of the moment. It was an argument we were having. And this is for women as well as men, because there's some women out there. They be getting, cause I mean, shoot, I see how some of the sisters get with me when we online and we supposed to be having like this, uh, uh, di uh, discussion that suppose, you know, and I'm thinking, you know, everything is cool, you know, and before I know it, they didn't like popped off. You know, and it's always easy to pop off online. I don't even get mad with people when they pop off online because you powerless at that. I mean, you're online. You know what I mean? What you going to really, really do to me? So it's like, what's the point of even arguing with you about it? My thing is, let's just check your house. Do you have, so are you the person that's guilty of usurping everybody else's energy? Are you the one that's hard to get along with? I mean, cause I even see people out here selling like energy crystals and stuff and they have some of the most horrible energy. You know, they will cuss people out. Their communication, their communication skills are horrible. Uh, the lifestyle that they're leading is just not commiserate with what it is that they're trying to sell to people. And so I even want to tell people about that, man, be careful about where you pick up things that you want for like your, your spiritual journey, your energy, because everybody don't have good energy. And when you do get stuff, even when somebody have it, you know, learn how to, you know, clean the stuff that you get, you know, get that, that, that energy off, even that energy that's in transit, somebody else is handling your stuff in transit, but damn sure be careful about the energy of the people that you're buying your stuff from. Because uh, some of these people got, I'm going to just put it like this, some of these people got mental issues. Their, their mental health, they need a, a mental health checkup uh, because some things are not right. And now, again, though, whether those are the ones that are guilty of causing those deficits in other people's lives, I can't say. But I can say that if somebody is taking from you more than they're giving, if everything they do is a take, that's a problem. And I really hope you get to the point where you care more about preserving your mental health, your physical health, your spiritual and emotional health than you do pleasing that person. A person that has you walking around on eggshells, not knowing what's going to happen from one moment to the other, that's a volatile situation. And that's how we get caught up in some of these situations, like I said, that sometimes costs a person their life. Because we see it there, you know, but we've convinced ourselves that either it's not that bad or it could be worse if I had to go out there in the world or this person would never harm me. And I'm going to repeat something I've repeated to people in the past. Somebody can lay with you that night, have sex with you, tell you they love you, and then y'all wake up the next morning and they kill you. 
I mean, it can happen just like that. So never put thing, things past people. Don't underestimate, and especially our women out here, please, please do not underestimate, you know, because there are so many of us, we growing up broken. And people, when they feel like they're losing control of situations and people, I mean, they can be something totally different than what you've ever seen before. I mean, there are a lot of people in the grave right now who underestimated the people who were supposedly closest to them. So it's not always about this enemy that you've ma imagined outside your doors. Because like I said, there are times when people sleeping with their enemies. I've slept with my enemy. So, but the thing is, when you realize that you're sleeping with your enemy, please find a way, some kind of way, get the fuck out of there, get out alive, get out with your body in one piece, get out unmaimed and do it quietly. Don't be making no scene. I know, like I said, how some of y'all be running y'all mouth on Facebook. I sure hope you don't do that. If you know that you got a real volatile person in your house, that is one time that if you ain't never shut your damn mouth before, you need to shut it and you need to disappear. And you need to disappear. Don't even be trying to take a whole lot of shit unless you know that person gone for enough hours for you to grab some stuff. And when you grab it, go. Don't go back to them jobs that you had, wherever they can find you. Any of the places that you know that they normally could find you, don't go. I even suggest, I really suggest to people is just get the hell out of the state if you can. Don't leave no forwarding address for them to find or, or, or any of that stuff. Sign up. There's, I think, uh, uh, as part of the domestic violence uh, response, I think that there is a way for you to even have mail and stuff forwarded without using your name. And they'll even give you like another phone number or whatever. And you just won't use your name. And I think that that's still available. But there are some resources and stuff like that. Uh, I know when you go online, if you uh, contact the domestic violence hotline online, it automatically erases your, br your browser when you get off of it. So that's good for y'all to know for people who might be like, well, I'm scared to even look up something about domestic violence because that person might come behind me and check. It's good to know that they have such a system set up. Use that system. Do what it takes for you to get out alive. Stop letting people uh, eat away at you making you a shell of the person who you were before. Like I've said before, if you can't recognize yourself in the mirror, you are far gone. And until you make changes, that person is just going to continue taking from you until there's nothing left for you for, for them to take from you. And then you're going to be like what would happen with a pregnant woman who has, you know, uh, suffer all these deficiencies attempting to bring a baby into the world. You're going to put yourself in a really bad way. You know, and again, I've been there. Lots of other people have been there where relationships have actually made them sick to the point where they've either lost their lives or they came real goddamn close to it. And we're trying to keep as many good people alive as we can. We don't give a damn about the bad ones. Let them bad ones go. Bye, bitches. <laughs> but, okay, I'm saying this. I'll, I'll, I'm laughing. But at the same time, I, I am as serious as I can be. We do not owe bad people anything. And that goes back to just like I was saying in a previous episode where I talked about we don't have to ask anybody's permission when it comes to our own autonomy. And that goes for bad people. Bad, we, don't owe, we don't even owe black, uh, bad people an explanation of why we're leaving them. 
And like I said, when they're bad people, a lot of times it's best that you don't give no explanation at all. That you let the world truly that you let the only explanation be that you're not there no more. You know, and you can't be there talking about, but uh, if I leave, uh, he, my, my embroidered pillar, pillows are going to get left behind the king size bed that I just bought. I'm not going to be able to take any of that with me. You know what? All that shit, you and I both know you can buy that again. You can't buy another life. Once it's taken from you, that's it. It's gone. So buy some more embroidered uh, pillows when you get to where you're going. And I guarantee you, I'm going to tell you this. You probably don't want to take that bad energy out the house with you anyway. Because all of those things are just going to be reminders of all the bad shit that happened. Start fresh. Bring some brand new energy into your new place. I don't care if you're going from a house that was five or six bedrooms to an apartment that's one bedroom. Make that apartment home to you. Make it an oasis, a peace place, your sanctuary. A place that you can get away from somebody who has set out to intentionally rob you of everything not just your and money is the least of it but you know there are people out there who will sit who will sit back and watch you flounder watch you fall on your face watch you trying to make it watch you trying to pay bills and 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 make a living for yourself and make a way for yourself and they're gonna do everything they can to thwart that and then they're going to try to make you feel guilty about the things that you do do to try to make progress in your life, to try to uplift yourself. Because as much as they talk about people uh, not doing this and not being that person and that person, they're, they're secretly uh, threatened by you, jealous of you. And I think we've also covered that before, how that starts, that envy, jealousy, hatred, hatred thing. Now, those people... I'm, uh, there are some people who are just period threatened by you and being threatened by you is enough for them to want to break you. And that's what they set out to do because anything that you do as far as they're concerned shows to the world how little they do. So if you're this motivated person out there getting it, you know, you're starting businesses, you're making good money, you're becoming more well-known, popular, whatever it is. You know, you've got a good bank account, you, you can afford the place you're living in, your cars, you got, you got all of these things going for you. And this person is just basically siphoning off of you. There's going to be some problems in that relationship. If this person is not doing anything, if they haven't jumped in and started helping you to stand that business up or whatever it is, you can get, I can guarantee you the hate going to start being thrown at you. The shade is coming. It's going to be so much damn shade. It's going to be like somebody put you in a hole and covered you up alive because that's what they're going to bring to you because instead of them going and doing the same thing, they don't know how. And it's not, and sometimes it ain't even that they don't know how, they don't want to. You know, they've never had anybody to push them and they've never pushed themselves. And, you know, for self-starters, that's why I always say, if you know that you're somebody who is a self-starter, find you a compliment. Find you somebody who compliments your style. Somebody who's not threatened by the fact that you are a self-starter. Sometimes that might mean you need to find somebody who's a self-starter too. Because it's hard when you're somebody who's always, like I said, out there trying to get it. And that person is satisfied with just coming home at the end of a day of work and kicking their feet up 
and not wanting to do anything. I mean, not even wanting to clean up behind themselves or whatever. You know, you got to think, is that the type of personality I want in the house with me? Is that personality going to feed who I am? And now I'm not even saying that there's something wrong with somebody who comes home after a long day of work and they want to kick their feet up and do nothing else. But you know what? That type of person should find somebody that complements their style. I see so many people together who should not be together, who are basically wasting each other's time, lives, everything. And I've been that person before, you know, so I'm trying to help other people so that you're not putting in five years, 10 years, 15, 20, 30 years with somebody. And it's just the, uh, every year your drive dies a little bit more. And then you, that person at the end of the talking about, yeah, I always wanted to be this. And I always wanted to be that. And or I always wanted to go here or live there or whatever it was. And uh, everything that you wanted to do, you put it on hold to keep the other person comfortable. And then y'all call that love and sacrifice. No. That you don't owe a person that person. What did that person do for you to owe them your life? What have what have the, what have they done? And for a person to sit back and expect that from you and allow it says a whole lot about their character as well. So try to find people that you compatible with for real. Not just somebody who part of some fantasy or fairy tale you got worked out in your head about what marriage is supposed to be. And please don't go finding people that you can just tell what to do all the time. Because I mean that, especially for a person who, like I said, if you are one of those people who are self-motivating and out there getting it and stuff, you're going to resent a person that you always have to tell to do something. Because that's not your child. And you shouldn't have to, when you find yourself treating an adult who you are intimately involved with like a child, that's a problem. And I can tell you this, when you start to see a part, your partner as a child, it is very hard to have sex with that person. It is very hard to feel that intimate type of love for them because you feel more responsible and obligated to them than you do a person that I love him and I want to hug him and kiss him and sleep with him, you know, whatever. And, you know, when we can start admitting those truths to ourselves and possibly stop holding up that person from finding somebody who compliments them and in the process holding yourself up from somebody who better compliments you, I think we'll even see better partnerships with people, better marriages and stuff happening out here. But it's so, and then we wonder why, you know, we hear, okay, well, he went out and cheated or she went out and cheated. People cheat when they're not complete, when they have a void. So there's some type of void in them driving them to go do it. And don't take this as I'm saying that what they do is right, that I'm validating what they do. That's far from it. Because cheating to me is lying. If you got to, if you got to go behind somebody's back, you're lying. And no matter what you say, you don't respect that person because when you respect people, you don't do stuff like that, you know? So now if you know about it, then that's not cheating anymore. But when you don't know about it, when they're creeping behind your back, that's deceit. I mean, that's, there's no simpler way to put it. They're deceiving you. And because my thing is, if you're going to cheat, give me the right to say that, yeah, I'm going to stick around anyway, or, you know, Hey, I'm out. You know, but when you deprive a person of the ability to de make a decision that affects them directly, uh, yeah, you're just a liar and a cheat. But again, 
a lot of these relationships, these are people who shouldn't be in relationships of that nature any damn way. If you know you're not a, monogam a monogamous person, why marry somebody? I mean, for who? Who are you doing it for? I know that there's some people got different reasons. You know, they in uh, corporate America, CEOs and all this shit, and they need to put on a front, you know, and part of that front is they need to have a wife or a husband or, or whatever it is. But And I'm not even talking about them kind of people because that stuff, they ain't marrying for love any goddamn way. So whatever the fuck they doing, uh, whatever. But I'm talking about these people who really think that, you know, they're choosing life partners who they're going to go on this journey with, you know, and all that stuff like that. If you know that you ain't for it, why even fake the funk? Why, why get married in the first place? You know, y'all can just keep having sex. If that's what y'all were doing before, that's like when I see some people, they've been together for like 10, 15 years and then they decide to get married and then they get married and within a year of getting married, then they break up. It was like, <laughs> Y'all could have that because y'all broke something that wasn't even it, it it didn't even need fixing, you know. And I can understand. Okay, well, there's legalities involved, and you want to make sure that person get what they're supposed to get. If something happened to you, and you want them to be able to make decisions if you get sick, paperwork. We live in America. Every goddamn thing floats on paperwork. So whether you went to the courthouse and got a marriage license or whatever, there are still ways that that person can be taken care of in the event of your untimely, unplanned, or planned demise, you know? And you don't always have to mess a relationship up with marriage. And I know that don't sound popular to some of y'all because, I mean, some people been dreaming about marriage since they were a little girl running around in patent leather shoes. Do little children wear, still wear patent leather shoes? I used to, oh man, I used to, I used to hate them goddamn patent leather shoes because they never had any gift. They weren't flexible. You try to run in them, and them bitches be slapping the ground hard. Boom, boom. You know, so I really hated patent leather shoes. And then growing up in Louisiana, when the sun hit them patent leather shoes, oh, my goodness. So they only look good in the store on the shelf. But the point about it is girls grow up, and they have this idea. And, you know, I used to, uh, you know, there used to be this thing about, uh, when, when, a, when a woman and a man meet and they start to date, you know, he's thinking about, you know, you know, I'm really digging having, you know, spending time with her. It's pretty cool. We sit down, we watch the game together, a movie or stuff like that. And she already then got to the altar and had two kids and a white picket fence and all that shit. You know, she done married this dude in her head, you know, and he's still just testing the waters and might be testing out the waters with other people too, but she already in. You know, and, you know, people are like, well, you know, men get emotionally invested quicker than women do. I don't know about that. Well, maybe they do you know, on a more real note because women, like I said, a lot of times it's some fairy tale planning shit that's going on in our heads, you know, or what we think the relationship is going to be, where we think that we're headed. And then when all that, you know how that you buy something and it's gold plated and, and over time that gold starts to rub off and then you can see the metal that's underneath the inferior metal that's, that's beneath it. That's what it be like for a lot of women when we imagine what our relationships are, are going to be in the future with whoever it is that we pinned our eyes and stuff on our aspirations on at that moment. And then when we look, when we look back at it, it'd be like, this shit didn't go nothing like that. When we got, when, they, when you come out that honeymoon stage and the googly eye things is over and you probably didn't had that first or second argument by then. Cause it ain't real till you had those first, that first argument or so. And I don't mean just no little light weight argument. I mean a real goddamn argument, the real shit. Well, you thinking in your head, this motherfucker need to get out my fucking face. 
And some women probably say that, you know. <laughs> but until you've had that real argument, you don't know where it's going. Because a lot of women don't really like test men and, you know, look to see what it is uh, they're doing behavior wise, what their character is like when they're out places and stuff like that. You know, they is because, again, they so caught up in that whole, you know, fairy tale. I found my prince charming, you know. And then when you ask them about that prince charming a few years down the line, they're like, oh, that bastard. You know, so, you know, choices, people, choices, it all goes back to choices, you know. Now, being 50, I know that at this point in my life and with all I've gone through, I'm going to make better choices. And that's why I haven't chosen anybody yet. Because I'll look and then I'm watching and I'm, mm, nah, that one's, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. And I know that just like they have their habits. I've got mine too, but I need to make sure that the habits that they have are not, not self-defeating, first of all, and then second of all, are not intrusive upon my own freedoms. So those things matter. And I also, I'm not interested in somebody who's not motivated to get out there and get something, to do something different, to carve out a place in the world. So I'm not into the dude that just want to come home from work and like sit in his underwear and not do nothing all day, you know, because even if you not at work there every now and then I want to do, I want to go hiking. There's just different things I like to do, uh, you know, and if you don't have any interest in any of those things, if you like uh, going to be shy around my family and stuff, if you think that my family is not important to me, I mean, we just can't deal, you know, so you start to know what things are deal breakers and there's nothing like that damn list that you put together when you were in high school, middle school and high school and stuff where you had this long, long ass list of things that you wanted in a boyfriend. And then when you look at that list, damn near everything you put on there is not what you actually ended up with. And then some of the things that you did put on there you ended up with, but you realize that is not what you wanted, you know, but that all comes with, you know, that's all part of our journey to really not real, not figuring out who other people are as much as we're figuring out who we are. And I'm going to tell you, the more we become in touch with who we are, the less likely we are to let people come along who leave us with deficits. We start getting real particular and real discerning about who can come into our world and in what way, you know, and you have to be that way. And the quicker you can get on that page, and I'm not telling you go out there and act loony and shit like something wrong with you, you know, but and, you know, because, you know, some people that the way they act, you they just ain't nobody want to deal with you. I mean, that's just that's just the way it is. And then, then, you know, sometimes those are the same people who think that everybody else is the problem. It's like, no, boo, it's you. It's you. It really is. It's you. You, you need to get your shit together. Uh, you need, you know, you need to talk to somebody. But the thing about it is, like I said, the more you look at things from a perspective of how you value yourself, and therefore, how the expectations for anyone else and how they value you, when you start looking at it from that perspective, that goes a long way toward either um, having people in your life that add to it versus having people in your life that subtract from it. It's very important that the people in your life add to it. 
when you've got someone, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't have to be with a person. And I hate to use should, because like a friend says, that's like shoving someone else's belief system on you. But it's kind of hard to get around this sometimes when we're talking on like a podcast. But the thing about it, I was going to say, is that when you're with a person, you should not, again, have to give up everything that you are to make that person comfortable. If you find yourself always in a position, forced into a position to have to bend to the will of someone else, that person is not the person. No matter how hard you think on it, I don't want to see you at your 40th anniversary with this person talking about, we've been through so many tough times, but we still here together. No, the truth was for the last 35 years, he fucked around whenever he wanted to fuck around. He treated you like shit. You went to bed a lot of times by yourself, unhappy. You couldn't even cry no more because you hadn't cried so many times for so many years and stuff that it got to the point where it was no longer just crying. You just were bitter. And now you standing here as a fraud in front of the world telling everybody about how y'all made it. And the only reason he's been there the last five years is because either the ones that he was with don't want his old ass no more. He, he got erect, some type of erectile dysfunction, you know, he's sick or something. Something like that is now keeping his ass home. He didn't all of a sudden decide that he wanted to be faithful to you and love you and cherish you and respect you and stuff. That didn't just come out just, just like that. That's because now he needs you. That's why he's there. He needs you. And you in return have waited on this man. You may as well have been the side chick. Because you waited on him for 40 something years. That's a long damn time. 50 years, 60 years, however fucking long you missed out on a lot of damn living. And that's why I'm saying this for a lot of the young, the young women. Don't get wrapped up in somebody and don't feel like shit. Don't feel like you being too picky. Because that's what a lot of people have you believing that you just, oh, you just so goddamn picky. No, you're not picky. You choosy. And you have to be choosy so that way you don't take your children through bullshit. You don't take yourself through bullshit. You don't waste a whole lot of years with people who weren't worth your time, who still finding themselves. And if you got a man still finding himself in his 40s and 50s and beyond and stuff, that's a problem. I tell most women, don't even look to marry a man who's, who's uh, younger than 30. Because the majority of men out there under 30 are not ready for marriage. Or most of them are still interested in whatever ass they see passing by. And if it's jiggling, they looking. If it's big enough, they looking. You know? And there ain't nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. They're men. Now, when you, the, the, the bad thing is when they decide that they want to catcall at it touch it, you, you, you know, run up on it, you know, shit like that. But, you know, I, and that I'm not talking about. I will talk about that another day, but that's not what my conversation is about. My conversation is about marrying men who have not experienced enough out there to settle down with somebody and be committed to the relationship. And that don't mean that you can, that you'll marry somebody in their thirties and above. That's not going to fuck around, but y'all got to start knowing the people that you're dealing with. And you have to stop overlooking things that you see instincts that you have. And women, we have real good instincts. 
I'll never, I'll never forget how my instinct led me to an affair that somebody I was with was having. Not only did it lead me there, but it led me to the very building and room that they were in. And to this day, I have no idea how this happened. Nobody told me they were there. I didn't get no phone calls, no nothing. Back then, you had beepers. Uh, you know, so it wasn't no beep. It wasn't nothing like that. It was just something woke me up at like, well, I never forget. It was one Oh one in the morning and my eyes popped open and I looked at the clock and I realized that that person was not in bed where they were supposed to be. And something told me to go, go. And, and you know, and I got dressed and got in my car and drove on over there. And sure enough, there it was. So some we have women have really strong instinct now sometimes our instinct can run us a little crazy and we can be off but even sometimes when we off we still kind of on it's just that it wasn't that day it was happening if you know what i mean but it's been happening it's just that today wasn't that day so then the other person come out looking like they were like innocent all that time and not guilty of it but inside they like Whew, I'm glad that bitch didn't kiss me today. Lord, I'm glad that I was doing the right thing today. But that doesn't mean that they were doing the right thing every day. Because like I said, mother's intuition, woman's intuition, we have very strong intuition. And people always listen to us and they always wonder why we talk from a, a position of, I feel. And so, because we do, as women, we feel a lot. We feel a lot of emotions and that's why sometimes we come off, some of us come off wrong with other people, including other women, is because we have not uh, gotten to the point, we have not matured enough to have control over those emotions. So those emotions have a tendency to then spill over into other areas of our life. And that can sometimes, our lives, I mean, and that could end up causing confusion and enemies, anger, dissent, you know, all that stuff where it didn't need to be. Because we didn't just take that breath and pause for a few seconds before we said something or typed something or whatever. But let your intuitions be your guide. Your intuition is almost like your God on this earth. It is your God gift. You are God walking around. God is if you want to look at it that way. you know. But you are that spiritual being. And so it's not just your consciousness that you deal with on a, on a, on a deal, but you also have your subconscious, your spiritual center and your spiritual center is very intuitive. And it, and if you take the time and you pause and you listen to it, it'll give you direction in a lot of man, uh, in a lot of matters, you know, and especially when it comes to putting your trust in other people, you know, so trust yourself first. And also trust that when you see that things are not going in the direction that they need to go uh, for you to stay healthy in all ways, healthy and alive, change course. Don't feel bad about changing course. Let your intuition take you there. So thank you for sitting here this evening with me. I thought that I was going to do like a 30 minute podcast, but I got a little thrown off on it. You know how I go. I go all on another path. So I'm trying to cut this off before I get to the 45 minute mark. So I want to thank you guys. Again, visit my website, evolvedbynandi.com. Over the next coming weeks, you're going to see more and more stuff added to it as I start to build on that site. It's been a long time coming. I've got somebody working to transfer it to a new host site for me. So hopefully we don't have too much downtime as that happens. My podcast, though, you can always find it on podchaser.com or captivate.fm. You can always, you can always locate and, and any podcast player, really 
Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, I'm on most of the major podcast uh, players, okay? So you can always find me there. Again, thank y'all. I really appreciate you. This is Nandi. You've just listened to the Codename Sister Podcast with Nandi.